Hello, you're listening to the Equippers International podcast, what we call our short version. We're spending time in the book of Hebrews, and we're in chapter 6. We started a section of scripture there in verses 13 through 20 yesterday, and I want to pick back up in verse 17. I'll read 17 and 18. It says, In the same way God, desiring even more to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose, interposed an oath, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have taken refuge would have strong encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. Now, we looked in the previous episode at the nature of promise, and we talked about the promise that was given to Abraham and to his seed, who was Jesus. And the promise was to surely bless him and to multiply him. So the writer of Hebrews is explaining to us that the promise made to Abraham was secured by God because he desired to show to the heirs of the promise the unchangeableness of his purpose. And God does this by making a promise and then swearing on it, taking an oath to his own word. And the writer of Hebrews tells us in verse 18 that these are two unchangeable things, a promise and an oath, and it demonstrates that it is impossible for God to lie. And since it is impossible for God to lie, that gives us great encouragement to take hold of the hope set before us. Now, in today's episode, I want to talk about being heirs of the promise and the hope that we receive. Now, to do this, I want to read quite a lengthy passage in the book of Romans. Now, if you follow along in the podcast very much, you'll know that I'm not averse to reading long passages of Scripture because I love the Scripture and I think it's very profitable for us to hear it and to read it. So I'm going to read a passage of Scripture from Romans chapter 4, 13 through 25. For the promise to Abraham or to his descendant that he would be an heir of the world was not through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise is nullified. For the law brings about wrath, but where there is no law, there also is no violation. For this reason, it is by faith in order that it may be in accordance with grace, so that the promise will be guaranteed to all the descendants, not only to those who are of the law, he's referring to the Jews, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all, as it is written, a father of many nations have I made you. In the presence of him whom he believed, even God, who gives life to the dead and calls into being that which does not exist. In hope against hope he believed, so that he might become a father of many nations, according to that which had been spoken. So shall your descendants be. Without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body, now as good as dead since it was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Yet, with respect to the promise of God, he did not waver in unbelief, but he grew strong in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully assured that what God had promised, he was able also to perform." Therefore, it was also credited to him as righteousness. 
Now, not for his sake only was it written that it was credited to him, but for our sake also, to whom it will be credited as those who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he who was delivered over because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. This is a wonderful passage of scripture and it's packed full of so many things. But Paul in Romans chapter 4, is explaining how Abraham is the father of faith and he is the one that received the promise from God so that all his descendants, those who come after him in the same likeness of him. What does that mean? Those who choose to believe, those who choose to have faith, not those who choose to obey the law and try to be justified by the works of the law, which came, remember yesterday, 430 years after the promise that God had given to Abraham. So God established this way of relating, this way of faith through Abraham so that he would become the example for everyone else to follow. And those who follow are his descendants. They are the heirs of the promise. The heirs of the promise are not those that abide by the law, but those who live by faith. Now, I want to read one other passage in Titus 3, 5 through 7, and then I'll make some comments and close today. Paul tells Titus, He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of the regeneration and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So Paul tells Titus that God has washed us by the renewing of the Holy Spirit, and he pours out the Holy Spirit richly upon us so that we can be justified by grace. And that makes us heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Now, in two other little passages, Paul, in Romans chapter 8 and in Galatians chapter 4, refers to this same truth that the Holy Spirit has been poured out in our hearts, and we cry out, Abba, Father. And if we are sons, we are also heirs. Now, I want to leave it there, and I want to comment about this on a practical level. So I've been really thinking lately about inheritance And we know that the principle of inheritance in the natural is something that is close to God's heart. Solomon tells us in Proverbs 13, 22, a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. But like so many things, the natural principle in the old covenant takes on the ultimate meaning in the spirit in the new covenant. So now we know that we receive an inheritance as sons and daughters of God. You see, natural inheritance is just that. It's natural, and it's of this world, and it will not last. You know, at best, we get to enjoy something that is given to us, maybe by our parents or our grandparents, for the remainder of our days on earth. But this is actually very insignificant. It definitely cannot give us hope regarding the frailty of life or the ultimate prospect of death. 
But the inheritance we have from God as his sons and daughters is according to the hope of eternal life. And this is what God has done for us through the work of Jesus on the cross and through his resurrection from the dead. He has guaranteed that if we believe, we will receive our inheritance. And by his faithfulness and the fact that he cannot lie, our inheritance is secure. And we can take strong encouragement and take hold of the hope that is set before us. So I want us to really think about the nature of God's promise and him giving us an inheritance of eternal life. I know that it's difficult sometimes because we live in the natural and we desire for God's inheritance maybe to manifest more in the natural. But be encouraged to know that the ultimate inheritance that we receive from God based on our faith is our eternal life. This is the hope that gives us the anchor that the writer is going to talk about in these next verses for our soul. And we're going to talk about that in tomorrow's episode. But today, I just want to encourage you. You are an heir of the promise. And that promise is based on the hope of eternal life. So be strong and courageous and love Jesus more.